105.5 WDHA, The Rock of New Jersey with me, Terry Carr. It is always a good day in Carville in the great state of New Jersey when I hit the phone down. And the man is on the line. Brett Michaels is on the line at DHA. Welcome, my friend. It's been a long time. Terry, it is amazing to hear your voice. I love it. And thank you for having me on. And I am excited for the show. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I am so excited when I found out that you were rocking the Bergen Pack in Englewood, WDHA Presents show. I cannot wait to see you on the 27th of December. Bergenpack.org for info. I'm telling people, get your tickets now because these tickets are not going to last. So I'm letting people know, like, I don't want to hear from WDHA listeners when they're like, but TC, it's sold out. I'm telling you now. It's going to sell out because, you know, look, you're the guy. I mean, we know you from so much, but I like to call you. You ready for this phrase? And I don't say this about everybody. I say it about a few artists. You're like you're the guy who's like the expander. Are you ready? You've worked with not only not only a rock guy. You're not afraid to get in there and work with the country folks. You're not afraid to team up with somebody in a pop vein. You're the guy from Poison. You're the solo guy. You're the tour. You're the uh, pet smart uh, guy. You're the guy who helps our veterans in our military. You're the, you know, there's just so many aspects to Brett Michaels. And I think that you're the expander guy. You're not afraid to take a chance. I'm going to hold you to that. I am now the expander guy. <laughs> We're gonna, first of all, I want to tell you thank you. And I want to say this. Thank you for recognizing by saying that we're taking a chance. I, I, I just want to say this. That's for me, and, and I truly mean this. That's for me what it was about. I, I, I love to be creative. I love to do stuff. And you know what I think part of that is, is I still have the same exact passion. And, and, I'm, and I'll explain. It's that exact passion as I did when I first started. When I first started writing music, setting in my basement in Pennsylvania with, let's just say, uh, a little bit of, there might have been a little water on the indoor-outdoor carpeting. That just <laughs> get rid of. If you know what I'm getting to. <laughs> We know in the we know in the north and northeast. We know when people say you're a garage band in the winter time. You're a basement band, right? You, there's there's no heat in that garage right. in the winter. So we we would be in there all winter long jamming and playing, and excited and passionate, and that spilled into everything. Whether it was you know obviously music, my first love, but I also. You know, with Rock of Love, with The Apprentice, with the, all the TV that we've done or created, and then to be able to, I say this, my gratefulness, gratefulness of yourself and three generations of fans being open-minded to me being able to do incredible stuff with country artists, with pop artists, with blues artists. I've, I've been playing harmonica since I was young, and my dad being a veteran you know, he played harmonica and played in some bands and had fun. And we, you know, all those kind of things. And we put that into the show. And that's why when you were saying the show sold out, the energy you have there, the energy you bring and the fans bring, it is an absolute party, always sold out, slam-packed. And we're going to bring all the poison hits and the new solo hits and Make it a, an incredible night. I love it. And you look out into the crowd, too. I remember last time when you played in Jersey, you know, and, like, people are lifting up their kids. And, like, it's generations, you know, of music fans. And I love that. I want to circle back, first of all, my condolences on the loss of your father, Wally. I know that you and he had this bond. And I think that, you know, Wally's impact on you 
helped you become the dad that you really are to your daughters. You've been writing tunes with uh, Georgia, your daughter. Unbroken is a, a great new song. And you have said yourself, you feel that she's an incredible songwriter. Tell me a little bit about that. For my youngest daughter, Georgia Blue, you know, this kid's had an old soul. She's like old soul, young spirit. Yeah. So she's got this old soul when she was a kid kid. She would pick up the guitar with me and strum it, and I would show her how to make like a D chord or something. She would just keep strumming it and sing these very serious lyrics. And even on Life As I Know It on VH1, she's like, Dad, Dad, I'm right in the middle of writing. I'm having a moment here. And she was like a kid, and she was having this whole singing these lyrics that was very soulful and and then, uh, and so what happened is as she got into her young teenage years, uh, she went through a very uh, difficult time, as a lot of kids do at that period in her life, and she goes to a school for music and arts, and I said, let's sit down. This is what music is about. It's not just about the good times. It's these songs that come from your raw emotions and soul, and we sat down at the piano and literally wrote Unbroken together. Now, I was doing it with pen and paper, and she had her phone, um, but it combined together perfectly. Yeah, right, right. And, and, you know, I think that that's definitely a testament to Papa Wally because you are, you've been that father that's there for your, your kids, and you can feel that. You don't write songs with your dad if your dad's not a big chunk of your heart. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And first of all, thank you for saying that again with my father and I, and I still, and for a long time, I'm going to get choked up, but my dad was, and my mom. Yeah, yeah. My parents, my mom's still with us, but my dad is an incredible, incredible person. I've got a lot of my step family that live right there in New Jersey that'll be out at the show, my stepbrothers and sisters. And, and I want to say this, it's an incredible feeling that my dad um, he was a veteran. He loved this country, loved this country, but he was also one of the people that never played the political thing. He just said, look, I love the, the freedoms we get in this country, and I've always honored that as I come from a family of veterans and first responders. And so we bring him up on stage, and if, if a lot of the fans were there last year uh, at the sold-out show um, with Poison, it was incredible. And, you know, I brought a lot of those, including my father, up on stage, and I'm just grateful. Again, like I said, I'm grateful to you, the fans, for the career I have. But I've been blessed with mom and dad that worked hard and and uh, instilled that in me. And I hope I give that to my kids. Yeah, and I think anybody who's followed you, you know, followed your fan base, knows what family means to you. Not only your kids, but your parents and how big a part of your life and inspiration for you. I mean, look. You getting involved in the military and helping military causes, you know, that definitely is a testament to your dad. You're the real deal, man. I mean, I've seen I've seen it firsthand for how many years that I've been working at this radio station. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about your philanthropy, too, because not only do you help our veterans, they're very important to you. You're also a big animal guy. We talked about it last time when I saw you and you played in New Jersey and you were so kind because we had a bunch of the toys from your uh, PetSmart line and you're just like, look, what do you need me to sign? What do you need me to do? What do you need? How are you guys going to you know, auction these off for shelters or raise some money? What can I do? You literally had to get on stage within four minutes and you were still signing stuff for us. So you've got this cool contest going on. I love this. People in Jersey are going to freak for this. It's called Dress Your Pet Like Brett. People can win money and then they can also get a donation to their favorite pet charity. Absolutely. My daughters, 
came up with this, and we've done this a lot over the years as we've done together, but a lot of it with, uh, with PetSmart and everyone I've worked with, what we do is my daughter said, Dad, let's have fun with this. It's dogs, cats, it, it, horses, donkey, you name it. <laughs> we have seen them all dress. It can be ear bread. It can be poison bread, solo bread, rockala bread, young bread, wow. motorcycle bread, you name it. Oh, they man. And they, people are having a blast. But what they win is I wanted to give them something as a fan to say thank you so Five hundred dollars to them and their family just to enjoy it. They got to get the views. Yeah, nice. So the winner gets five hundred bucks for them just to go party, have dinner, enjoy a night out, the holidays, whatever it brings you, and then five hundred to their favorite pet charity. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Oh, and I also read recently. This just like popped in my mind, or I saw a story pop up or something. Did you help an animal shelter recently uh, get a new roof or something? But that was, but that was you, right? Yes. Yes. And it was we what we do is we donate all the time. And I say this again, going back to this. I've been a lifelong uh, type one diabetic, six, five shots a day. Got it when I was six years old. Um, My mom and dad helped to create the first diabetic camp. So that charitable and philanthropistic side of me. Yeah, right, right. I I lost all the words there for a minute. Now you can make up your you can make up your own. It doesn't matter. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I just had one of those mental uh, mental moments there, mental brain slips. Yeah, a little but, brain fart. Yeah, a little uh, philanthropic side of me comes from my mom and dad. They helped to create – I was the only diabetic in my elementary school. Wow, uh, wow. They helped to create a place that all of us as diabetics could gather, learn about this life-threatening disease. And from that – and I say this to people – I always, I know we all go through our struggles. We go through stuff. I try to find a way, try to find a way to show people, try to keep positive because you, that's what's going to keep you rocking on the other side. Find what makes you happy and, and moves it forward. Right. So with my life rocks foundation, that's what we do in every single city. We, we're going to do something with you for this show. That's going to be great again. We're going to make it incredible. The Brett Michaels Life Rocks Foundation is a very interesting charity, too, because it really is using all of the money raised to help people in different areas. And it's not necessarily a charity that is um, heavy on the side of administrators, a lot of employees. A lot of this comes from your heart and the things that you feel are are needed to give back to certain communities. So uh, with that said, I mean, I think it's absolutely just an incredible, incredible thing that you've put together. I love. Thank you for recognizing that. And let me let me say this with you know because we're in this. This is my life. This is what I do. The music is spilled over in my personal and professional life are one. And what I wanted to say is just so people understand, life rocks. It's a dollar in, dollar out. Charity. Yep, yep. The administration fees. What I've done is ask all the people that work for me. I said, give me a little time, and I do this as much as them, if not more. Give me time a little bit of time here and there to make sure every single city we take care of this. It's a 501c3. It's legitimate. They get their money. If we say we're sending 500 or 1,000 or 10,000 or whatever it is, make sure it gets done. That's all I ask. And we've held off on administration fees and the work. Most of the stuff, if it's physical, moving stuff, if we're doing a big toy drive, we just get friends and row crew. And, and i got to give them credit and the fans 
We all do this together. Like, in other words, I've never just said, send me or give me something. I do my meet and greets and take a big chunk of it and put it into Life Rocks. Yep. If yep. we auction off a guitar or my yep. stand, it goes in there. And and I, I want people to have something back because that's also their hard-earned money that we match as well. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, by the way, too, congratulations. You're going to be on with Dan Rathers. Is that correct? Wow. Uh, I can't wait. I believe it's October 22nd, the big interview. It's the 23rd, actually. 2-3, Thank you. 2-3. October 23rd. Yep. We're going to be on, on Dan Rather, the big interview. And October 22nd is when the final drawing is for the... Uh, the views on the dress your pet like bread. Gotcha. Gotcha. But let and me tell 20, you something. Dan Rather does does not just sit down with with anyone. I mean, this is the, you're sort of like a cultural phenomenon here. I mean, he doesn't just be like, uh, let me just take anybody and sit down and chat. So, I mean, this is a big you-know-what deal. It is. It is a big you-know-what deal. And, and uh, when he came out to the house, he came out to the ranch in Arizona. Wow. And... It was probably one of the best days of my life. The minute he got there, I walked right out. I gave him a big hug. I said, welcome. Come on in. And we, he is truly the real deal. And I don't mean that by word. You can feel it around him. Yeah. And my cousin Bobby that works with us, um, my cousin Bobby um, is a two Purple Heart recipient and he, I said, Dan, you've been in my family every year, every Thanksgiving we gather. My cousin Bobby is sure that he met him um, when they were overseas. Uh, and when he was in Vietnam, he had gotten uh, hit twice, long story short, two Purple Hearts. But he is positive that he met Dan. Um, and I believe that was when they were in Contien. And Dan remembered going through that area. And it was a, an amazing, like, I got chill bumps talking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It what was, a moment. It's real history. But he was, you can feel it around him. And all everyone that worked around him was amazing. And you just, it was, it was a good day, a sincere interview. And like I said, he's, it was hopefully, again, I don't have anything to do with the editing or what it will turn out like. But. He is the real deal. Oh, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait to see it. So we got to look for that on Access TV on the uh, 23rd of this month, the 23rd of October. And, you know, I look, you are the guy that I could, I mean, I could literally chat with you all day. There's just always so, so much to talk about. I want everybody to know about Michael's Rocks, the Bergen Pack in Englewood on the 27th of December. We'll sort of get our holiday hangover on together at the Brett Show. I cannot wait for this show. Oh, and you know what I saw recently? And I was going to be like, I don't know whether to congratulate you or be like, oh, man, you're in trouble. But um, your daughter, Rain, is quite beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. My, oh, I, didn't, I, I was going to say my oldest daughter, Rain, <laughs> uh, has officially given dear old. I said, thanks a lot. Don't worry about your old diabetic dad over here. Oh, my gosh. In Sports Illustrated. That's crazy. That's- that is crazy. Models of the year and finalists. And, and I said, but you know what? As a father, I'm super supportive and super protective. Yeah. So they're good kids. They're humble. I said, it's a very respectable magazine. And I said, you know what? It Go with your gut. I, you know, I said, I've talked to everybody in the, in the exotic locations you're shooting. I made sure you're safe. Um, wow. You know, had her covered. You know, as far as having I had someone there, you know, in the in the shadows, making sure they were safe. Right, right, right. And it 
was um, it was it was amazing, and I'm proud of her. And like I said, you got to be supportive and protective. And like I said, I always make a joke. I said, "Oh, don't worry about your your dear old dad, the old diabetic over here." To why you're. Your daughter's in Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. I was. Th- I thought of you immediately. I saw her picture scroll by, and they were saying, you know, she was a finalist. And I was like, oh, my God. Brett's yeah. got to be clutching his chest as we speak. I bet you just did it. You just – I remember the, the holding the chest and the other hand up to the heavens. You're oh, like, yeah. I'm Very like, Fred I'm Sanford. Like, I'm coming to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Very Fred Sanford. Brett Michaels, I just love you. I, I – I, Kept you long enough here. Uh, we cannot wait to see you at the Bergen Pack in Englewood on the 27th of December. I know why people get so excited, but before I let you go, why do you think people get so excited when they come out to a Brett Michaels show? Let me just say this. I wanted to thank you as I was going to say goodbye. I want to thank you for all the, just the great years. Your energy, your attitude is awesome, and all the amazing three generations of Friends, I should say, friends and fans there. But I think what happens is it's a combination of they know when I hit that stage and my my passion and my energy is truly sincere. It is the moment of impact. When I hit that stage, everything, everything bad goes away. And the only thing is just being there with the fans and playing music. And and it's it's real. I, like I said, I get real, real chill bumps going up on that stage to this day, and I love it. Oh, Brett, I love you. Smooches for you. (laughs) Love to you, PC. I love you, and thank you for having me on. I can't wait to see you. BergenPack.org, WDHAFM.com. Brett Michaels, thank you so much. Thank you.